You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hello, it is Green and Growing. How are you on this very fine day? Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer with you, 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Check me out on Twitter at Sparky Radio. He is Bucks Superfan, Nathan Marzian. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzian. Nice and easy, very uh, easy to remember his Twitter handle. Nothing too complicated, not a bunch of numbers or letters or anything crazy like that. Uh, by, by the way, Marzian, I don't think I ever asked you this. Do you ever get tweets from people? And if they have a lot of numbers or random letters, do you just like assume that's a troll or a bot of some sort and just ignore and move on? Or do you actually respond to people with like a lot of random letters and numbers? I don't, I don't pay attention to people's usernames. Usually I'm more just, I I don't even look at necessarily all the time who's replying to me. It's just based on what they're saying. So I I determine a troll based on like the actual reply that they're making and what they're saying and the arguments they're making. I don't, I don't know. There's people that, yes, you can look at their profile and you can tell, okay, you know, this person might be like that or this person just doesn't use Twitter for much besides just replying to everyone. But um, yeah, I I don't know. The It's always funny because there's like a meme that it's like, oh, my name is first name, bunch of numbers. And I have right. some really bad opinions because those people are known for just having the worst opinions. Because yep. Jason, 662357. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly correct. I, I, just, I, I notice it all the time. And I feel like, I normally will just not even respond. Like I'm not even gonna deal with you because you don't care enough to actually have a real handle. So I'm not gonna care enough to respond one way or the other. But I do pay attention to who tweets at me to get an understanding of what I'm dealing with from tweet to tweet to see if the if the thought process is rational. Are we going in the same direction every time we talk, or are you here one day and here another day and just trying to get a reaction every other tweet that you send at me, waiting to see if you can get something on me? So I do kind of pay attention to that. There, there are definitely there are definitely people that. I, you know, if they're applying to me a lot or if we're, you know, I see their tweets pop up and we're constantly having conversations, then yeah, like then I'll pick up on that. I'll realize it's the same people, whatever. Um, but yeah, like if it's just someone I haven't seen before or whatever, I don't really pay attention to the the profile until maybe later. Like I'm not, my first instinct isn't to like click on people's profile before I reply to them. I'm kind of just like, oh, you said something that I don't agree with. Right. Like I might reply to it or I might, if it's, again, if it's obviously a troll and it's something, oh, Run and dunk man's a fraud. Like, I'm not going to reply to that. You know, I, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, let's get to the Bucks topics. We got, I think, a lot of good topics uh, considering the Bucks aren't playing anymore. But I think we got some fun stuff uh, to talk about concerning the Bucks in the NBA kind of moving forward. Uh, the first topic do you like the final three for the Bucks head coaching uh, openings? Uh, and obviously, if you haven't seen the tweet from Oj, do we know for 100% certainty that he's right? No. Um, are we going to assume he's right? Yeah, I think we're going to assume that he is right. Uh, so at this point, Nick Nurse, who nobody had being interviewed for the Bucks to this point that I had seen, uh, is among the final three. He's going to get interviewed again. But apparently, 
Philly has interest. Phoenix has interest uh, as well. So this isn't just a Bucks thing. There are three teams all interested in Nick Nurse. Can't say I'm all that surprised uh, by that. And then there's Kenny Atkinson, the former Nets head coach and Golden State Warriors assistant. Uh, he's out there. I think a lot of people like Kenny Atkinson as a possibility for this job. And then former Bucks assistant coach, and we talked about this last podcast, has that relationship probably with Giannis, so forth, Adrian Griffith from uh, the Toronto Raptors, who was an assistant uh, on, on that staff with Nick Nurse. He also uh, is up for this gig. And you would think, maybe I'm wrong, if Nurse gets this job, I would imagine he comes back to Milwaukee and his nurse's uh, assistant coach, and since he knows the lay of the land and so forth, it would make sense that he would come back if he doesn't get the job. The question is, do you like the final three? I will say I could do without AG, and I would rather have CG uh, and, or CQ and Chris Quinn uh, in his place. That's what I'd like to have, but they're still playing. So maybe we're all in a hurry to try and get this done before the NBA finals are done or something. I don't know. Chris Quinn was a guy that I was kind of hoping for. They never even interviewed Sam Cassell, who's the guy who I really wanted. So we never even got to that point. Marzion, do you like the final three? Yeah, I mean, I, I am very, very happy with it because I think it could be so much worse. And I think, you know, I saw that come out today and I was like, okay, you know, at this point, even the worst guy of this group, I wouldn't be completely upset with. But, you know, is that, do I think Adrian Griffin would be great or would he be someone I'm super excited about? No, but... I think there's plenty of worse options out there and guys that I really didn't want. I thought for sure Monty Williams would be on this list based on what I was hearing of like, it sounded like he was the front runner and all this stuff and how they were aggressively trying to pursue him. Um, but I thought for sure it was going to be Monty, Kenny Atkinson, and then probably another assistant that I didn't really like. And so I was kind of like, I'm going to end up just praying for Kenny Atkinson. Very good to see that nurse is in here. I just, that was a good sign. Cause we didn't, for a while we heard nothing about nothing. that. And it was like, are they even going to you know, interview him or is this even going to happen at all? And so to have him and Atkinson there, that's good. And I, I don't think Adrian Griffin's a terrible third option there. But obviously my, my two would be Nurse and Atkinson. Those would be the guys that I'd want the most. And I'd be happy with either one. I think either one is an upgrade over Bud and someone that just gives me more confidence going forward with this team than Bud did. So at that point, it's like, okay, if you get someone that you know I think makes us better and gives me more confidence, then okay, I'm not going to complain too much. You know, there's people that might like Nurse a little bit better than Atkinson, but again, if Atkinson's still an upgrade, I'm not going to sit there and complain. They they can kind of pick who they want, but um, I think they have their own strengths and weaknesses. You know, Nurse is really good defensively. I trust him a little bit more with the in-game stuff, the defensive adjustments, and whereas Atkinson's a developmental coach and he's really good at player development and he's a better offensive coach. So they have they have their own strengths. And I think, again, either one is probably better than Bud. So I can't complain if they hire either one of those guys. I didn't want Doc Rivers. Um, so I'm glad he didn't make the final three. I was not wanting Doc. Not saying that Doc can't go somewhere and coach well, but I think Doc is going to be that guy, maybe like Bud, before this is all said and done. That's going to be that guy that won a title and, and never gets back again because he just can't get over the hump. And I'm not going to say they were fart in the winds, as Ron Wolf would call it uh, back in the day, their one title. But that kind of is what it feels like with Doc. You got there despite you because you had KG and Ray and Pierce and Rondo, and it went your way that year. Bud got there because of breaks to a certain degree, right? Uh, the shoe f- fiasco with Durant, injuries to the Nets, uh, Trey Young gets hurt for the Hawks. Hey, everything fell right that year for the Bucks to go win that thing. So Bud's got a ring. Will Bud ever get another ring? Uh, I'd be surprised, but 
maybe, maybe he gets another ring, but I, that's who I think they are. So for me, if I'm, I don't know, if I'm the, the Bulls or the Pistons or somebody like that looking to kind of take that next step, Doc Rivers makes a ton of sense. Is Doc a Chicago guy? I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, know, I, know I, mean, I know it's Marquette. Marquette. Yeah. I don't remember if don't... he's a Chicago guy or not, but either way. So Doc would be good for one of those teams. I think that makes sense. Monty Williams. He is. He is a Chicago guy, by the way. Doc is, right? Yeah. 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 So Doc would make sense if they decided to move on from Billy Donovan or something like that at some point. If they change over the GM, which I'm, I'm assuming it's coming soon, uh, that would make sense. But for this Bucks team right now, uh, no. Between Nurse and Atkinson, because I don't want AJ either. Um, between Nurse uh, and Atkinson, I think I'd rather have Kenny Atkinson. But but th- this is the thing. I'm, I'm seeing on Twitter, because like you said, Atkinson developed a metal guy. Okay, fine, agreed. Uh, I, I see on Twitter, oh, Nick Nurse plays his young guys in Toronto. That would be good for the Bucks, Guys, listen closely. They're not going to have a bunch of young guys like Golden State. They're going to be able to just come off the bench and play next year. That's just not going to happen. They got no picks. They got a second round pick. That's all they got. Where are we going to get these young guys to come and replace the old guys? I just, dude, I, I would be floored if they've got a young bench next year. Guys that are, you know, 24, 25, 23, be floored if that's their bench next year. I'm fully expecting that that bench next year is going to be a bunch of old dudes again, ring chasing that want to come and play here. Now, go back to what Marzion has been wanting. Well, maybe not wanting, but has brought up numerous times. Maybe trade Bobby Portis. Okay, so if you trade Bobby Portis, maybe you get two young guys back for Bobby Portis, and they kind of help your bench, if if that's something. That's why the developmental thing with Atkinson is good if you had young players. You got none. So, I mean, whoever's coming in here is coaching a veteran-laden team with really no youth on it whatsoever at this point, Nathan. That is the one thing that, just reading about Kenny Atkinson, I am. I'm. I'm bought into him. I. You know. Again. I think he'd be good. I think. Not only hearing about that stuff, but again, the offensive stuff is really good. And like I. I know him working. Just him having jobs under you know Steve Kerr, and um, who was he with before the Warriors? He was a coach of the Nets. He got. Asked. He was coach of the Nets, but but then they were. I think he was with someone else. But he he was under Steve Kerr and someone else, and like. That's good experience. So since leaving the Nets, that's some pretty good experience to have that you can believe, okay, I think he could be even better than he was with the Nets. And he wasn't a bad coach with the Nets. He, he got was, fired from the Nets because KD and Kyrie didn't want him. Yeah, exactly. It, he And he was, I mean, there was a year where he was in the coach of the year running. Yeah. Um, he, he he was a good coach for the Nets. And he, again, developed these young guys. He has just, even with Brooke Lopez, he was one of the guys that changed Brooke Lopez's whole career because he, like he, Hey, let's work on the three-point shot. Let's change your game and let's like adapt to the modern NBA. And I think there was some I've read stuff about how he uses analytics to kind of um again a, adapt in the in-game and adapt to the modern modern NBA and try to, you know, not fall victim just to the times and fall victim to the, the old ways. And so that's stuff that I like to hear. That's stuff that's intriguing. But the yeah, the one thing is it's like, does he completely fit with our team right now? I don't. I can't 100 say so. I, you know, there's a chance that he's somewhat. I'm not gonna say similar to Bud because he's not, but just he's a former Bud assistant, though. I think I've read some stuff, and again, this he he easily could be a lot better than he was with the Nets because it's been a while and he's had good experience since then. But some of the stuff I've read is that okay, he's not the best 
in-game coach. He's not the best with decision-making, you know, as a coach. Is he a really good guy? Yes. Is he a good developmental coach? Yes. Does he have, like, some some good offensive stuff that he does? Yes. But as far as, you know, again, in-game, in a, in a playoff game, when, when the stakes are high and everything, is he going to be making all the right decisions and, and pulling all the right, pushing all the right buttons? I I can't say for sure. Whereas again, Nick Nurse, I'm just much more confident with that because he's been there, he's done that, and I just I believe in him a, bo- a bit more that way. That's why I want Nurse over Atkinson. But again, Atkinson I still think is a is a very good option. I think um, compared to what's out there, and even again, it's it's hard to get much worse than Bud was with the in game stuff. Like as long as you do anything to really change, or at least you try something, or at least whatever, you're going to be at least an upgrade over Bud. And so that's, again, kind of where I'm at. I, but the, the question definitely is there of, is he more of a young team's coach trying to just develop young guys, get them from, you know, bad to good, and he's not a guy that's taken a team from good to great. Like, there's, you don't know, we're not sure about that. The other thing about him is, we brought up, he's a Bud assistant, right? He, he was an assistant under Larry Drew, he was an assistant under Bud in Atlanta. So some of that mindset and the beliefs that Bud has, I'm guessing he probably has some of those same beliefs. So if you're trying to keep it consistent with how you want this to look, you just want a different voice in the room uh, and a different, you know, something to kind of get these guys re-motivated and re-energized with a different voice, Kenny Atkinson makes the most sense because it's probably the easiest transition of what he's going to ask from what Bud was asking. There'll be some differences, but they're probably a little bit more similar. I don't know necessarily if that transition is as easy with Nick Nurse. The other thing we've heard about Nick Nurse, don't know. Obviously, I've never been in the locker room. He's a little bit more of a hard ass, it sounds like. So that that, that player relationship with Nurse, with these vets, you know, how does that hold up? Uh, and do these guys want to go through that? Bud? More of a, hey, buddy, good job. Pat you on the butt. You're my guy. Um, and I don't necessarily know if Nurse is that same type of guy necessarily. Not him. What in there? What in the locker room? Just stuff you read and hear. Um, and that, that's the other thing that they're going to have to figure out. Because remember, this is the same general manager, John Horace, who thought Jason Kidd was too tough on his players. It was hurting their feelings. Poor, poor, poor players. So he went out and got Bud, who was more of a nice guy, pat him on the butt. So what do they decide that this current roster needs going forward, I think, is probably the decision between him uh, and Atkinson. The other thing is Jimmy Haslam. He's going to have some say in this too. He's going to have a, he's going to have some say of what he wants. I'm assuming he's in these interviews as well. So we can't rule out Jimmy Haslam and what his opinion on all of this is going to be. Now, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. I just want to say, again, going back to what we talked about kind of throughout this whole coaching search, I would still, like, I still very much would prefer, and this is a, an, another reason why I want Nurse over Atkinson if the choice is there. I don't value for this team the whole, you know, oh, he's a good guy, players like him stuff, culture stuff. I don't value that as much as I just strictly value the schematic on-court basketball stuff that you're doing and bringing to the team. Because I think – I don't even necessarily think it's, like, super crazy to for Horace to say, like, oh, I, I don't like how, you know, kid was on the guys and how – because that was a younger team. They weren't a championship team at that point that now has the confidence and the st- they wouldn't get bothered by that. I, I just, I've said this throughout. I've kind of been like it to me, it would, you'd have to be, it'd have to be a very, very drastic thing and a, and a, and a very negative thing for to really piss off Giannis, Chris, Drew. I, those guys are winners. Now those guys know what it takes. Those guys are like serious about this. It's not just a bunch of young guys that are like trying to have fun and trying to, you know, oh, we just want to get a little bit better. Like, they they know what it takes to win, and they're not afraid to, you know, I don't know, get yelled at. They're not afraid to get confronted and have confrontation in the locker room sometimes. So I'm not worried about that. Like, I don't care if someone's a little bit on the meaner side, a little bit on the more confrontational side. And But it's like if they can really bring the stuff on the court that we need, I'd much rather have that than someone who doesn't bring that but is like, oh, everyone's going to like them in the locker room. Because I just – I don't believe our locker room with those – key players in it with that core with those core guys who are so likable and just again I think they get each other I think they just all they have a really good culture in place I don't see that being screwed up by one coach that's a little bit on the confrontational side you know Nick Nurse isn't some guy that oh every player he's played with really hates him you know there's times things get confrontational he's with the Raptors who the Raptors don't have a ton of you know vets and a ton of championship quality guys it's you know quite a few young guys and just kind of a, a lot of middle of the pack dudes that okay well I could you know they might not they're not going to react the same way as like a Giannis Chris Drew Brook championship team would react to that type of coaching in my opinion um, and so I, I keep coming back to that where I'm just I I, I trust Nurse on the court more than Atkinson um, and again there are things about Atkinson that are better than Nurse too that you know it evens out a little bit but if I had to pick between the two I'm picking Nurse all right let's move on topic number two. While the Bucks lost to the Heat, 8-1, does it look any better considering how well Miami has done? Now, as we record this here on Monday, uh, they are up 3-0 in their series, uh, and they took care of the Boston Celtics rather easily. Celtics pretty much quit. Uh, and now they look to uh, possibly sweep the series. Definitely looks like they're headed to the NBA Finals, probably against the Denver Nuggets who are looking to wrap up their series against the Lakers here uh, in short order as well. But I've seen young Nathan Marzian tweeting about this, and Nathan Marzian, uh, and I now am going to ask you, we've got through the Knicks series, they beat the Knicks. Now it looks like they could be going to the NBA Finals as well. So now, yes, it's an 8-1 loss, but now it could be you lost to a team that ended up representing the East when it was all said and done and beat everybody in their path, including uh, the two-seed Boston Celtics. Yeah, it's it's definitely not as embarrassing as it was before. You know, clearly there's something about this team that we all just misjudged and they, you know, a team that we thought just was not good and we thought just 
you know, the Bucks really sucked and the Bucks really let them win that series. No, some of it is, and, and I and I said this at the time too. Not, you know, I'm 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 not saying the Bucks didn't have a ton of to do with it as well, and I'm not saying Bud shouldn't still have been fired because there's still so much he could have done differently in that series to to make it more competitive and to really, you know, close out those games that they should have closed out. But I don't know. It, it's like it's not always just your team being bad. There's times where the other team's just good. The other team plays well. The other team, you know, you, you have to just tip your cap sometimes and. With like the Jimmy Butler stuff, you know, they definitely should have tried different defenses against him 100%. Like that, that should have happened. They needed to do that. They didn't do that. But he also did hit some tough shots. He also did get red hot, you know, down the stretch in games where it's like he just started taking over. They're shooting that, you know, they shot 45% against us. They shot like 50% on contested threes, which is absurd. I think the league average is low 30s. Some of that, you know, and, and there's stuff you can change. I'm not saying the Bucks didn't do anything wrong, but... Some of that you absolutely have to just say they're playing lights out right now. These guys are getting red hot. These guys just are making shots and making tough shots. And we're seeing it again in this series where they're just making everything. And so it definitely makes it less embarrassing. It definitely makes it, you know, better, I guess, or less worse. Um, does that at all say that, no, they shouldn't have fired Bud and maybe we were wrong? No, you know, they're, they're still clearly – and it's not like they're, you know, beating a, a – a great coach right now. I mean, Missoula has been really bad too. They have yet to face, and this isn't, I'm not trying to take away from what the Heat have done because they've been fantastic, but they do have yet to face a team that's both good and has a good coach. So next round against Denver would be their first time doing that. So that'll be like interesting to see um, to, you know, cause again, it's like, I believe if we had a better coach in that series, as good as Spolstra is, as good as they're playing, we're, you know, I, I think we probably can win that series in, you know, six games or whatever. I, I don't think, I don't know. I'm not just sitting there going, wow, we had no, ch we, you know, no matter what we ever did and what differences we had in our team, we were never beating that team. No, I think a team that isn't as flawed as teams like the Bucks or the Celtics right now, especially with coaching, could definitely beat the Heat. Um, but, you know, th those flaws obviously were there and that's what really changes the entire thing. And just the coaching advantage is, is huge for the Heat in those two series. Um but just to, to answer the basic question, it's like, I don't know how you can say it doesn't, you know, make us look better because it's, it's clearly not a typical eight seed. It's clearly not a team that you really should be that embarrassed about losing to if they're going to the NBA finals. They don't have Tyler Hero, arguably the second best player behind Jimmy Butler. They don't have Oladipo, a vet, uh, as well. And they're doing it all with Jimmy Butler. And Duncan Robinson has come to life. Uh, in his playoffs, huh? Gabe Vincent, yeah, Gabe Vincent. Uh, Bam Adebayo, obviously. In, I don't want to slander the Bucks and slam the Bucks and all this, but listen to Spolster talk after their last game. And Spolster is talking about, uh, or maybe it wasn't after their last. Yeah, I think it was last night. Uh, Spolster's talking about the leadership of Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler and how these guys just feed off of them and so forth. Have we ever heard anybody talk about feeding off of Giannis and Middleton and feeding off that energy and feeding off, you know, what they bring to practice and feeding off what they bring in timeouts and in-game situations and stuff like that? I mean, I just don't I don't know if I've I've ever really heard anybody talking about feeding off of that energy that they bring or their mentality or how they play it rubs off on the rest of us. I feel like that heat roster is kind of 
uh, a representative of what Jimmy Butler is and what Bam Adebayo has become. And those two guys are tighter than anything uh, at this point, kind of going forward. Uh, and then you hear them talking about the two-man game between Bam and Duncan Robinson. Uh, and he's talking about, you know, it's like 10,000 hours worth of work and how that has evolved in practice and more practice and more practice and more practice and doing everything that they do and how um, it wasn't uh, Spolster that brought this up, but some former player on the Heat uh, was talking the other day about how these dudes are like at the gym at like six in the morning, way before practice. These guys are all working on different aspects of what they want to get better at and so forth and that they only really go get gym rats. And if you're not a gym rat, you're not going to survive with Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolster because that's what they are. And that, that you know, you talk about, well, the Bucks don't need a better culture. And while I agree with you, you're not going to shake a veteran team with a coach yelling and screaming. You're not going to shake these guys necessarily. I agree. But this culture that they have in Miami, whether you like it, dislike it, whatever, is proven that it does work and it does win. Um, and it allows you to kind of overcome some of the stuff going on when these guys kind of get really focused in like they are right now. Now, do they beat Denver? Probably not. I, I But again, I didn't think they'd get this far, so I'll probably be wrong on that too. But it, it just says a lot about that culture and what they're about. And while I love Giannis, and I'm down with Middleton, and I'm down with Drew Holiday, bunch of nice dudes, man. And I, I just don't know if those dudes are really kind of getting in anybody's grill and demanding how they play and how they work in practice and what they happened in a game. And Jimmy Butler's not scared of that. And by listening on Spolster, it doesn't sound like Adebayo is scared to do that either, to get them to play up to the standard that they expect. Does that same thing happen in Milwaukee? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I just want to, we, we definitely have heard people say that they feed off Giannis's energy. Giannis really sets the entire standard for the organization and like, you know, he's the best player. He's working this hard. He's trying to get better. That's going to get everyone else to do the same. We definitely have heard that before. And we can, we can, you know, credit the Heat's culture and say it's great and all that without saying that like the Bucks need to do that and you have to do that to win. You can win both ways. I mean, the teams like the, the Bulls in the 90s where they had Jordan who was, you know, that mean um, in your, your face. Out. Yeah, that that obviously worked. Jimmy Butler right now, that's working. But the Spurs dynasty, was that at all? No, those no. guys were all nice. Those guys were all yep. nice guys. They were quieter guys. Tim Duncan was the best player on the team, and he was the quietest guy in the league probably. Um, then you had the feuding you know, Lakers of Kobe and Shaq and a locker room divided, and they still figured out how to win. Ka- Kawhi won a title with the Raptors. We're like, again, Kawhi's not a in-your-face type of player. Nope. Um, even the, the Warriors, I don't think they have Draymond, but other than that, it's like Curry, Clay, KD. Those guys aren't th- those type of guys. They're pretty nice dudes. They're pretty like, like it doesn't, you don't have to be, you know, an a-hole. And that's the only way you can, you know, lead a team to a title is by just yelling at everyone. So I don't know. I think you can like acknowledge that it works for them and be like, that's cool. And, and it obviously is something that's working. But that's not like, oh, you have to do that to win and the Bucks need to be more like that and the Bucks need to start yelling at everyone. Like, I, you know, I, I have every – I mean, the, the, the Giannis has yelled at the guys on the bench before. They've gotten in like little arguments on the bench and stuff. It's not like these guys don't care. It's not like these guys are just, you know, never never at all doing whatever it takes to win. I mean, I, I just – I don't know. We can kind of separate those and say you can win both ways. The Bucks did win that way. Um, all right, so, let's yeah. move on to the next topic. This one I think is a difficult one. Which team is in a better situation going into the summer, going into the NBA draft, going into free agency and so forth? Which team is in a better situation going into the summer, Boston or Milwaukee? 
The Chiefs in a better situation going into the summer. Boston or Milwaukee. Don't forget, you can download the Green and Growing podcast on your Odyssey app uh, or wherever you download your favorite podcast. And from time to time, we'll throw it up on the Odyssey Sports uh, YouTube page uh, as well. We've been having some technical issues on this podcast, as you are well aware of if you've been listening. So not really been posting much of anything on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page until we get this all uh, straightened out. But I think we made progress tonight. I'll find out good. after we stop recording and go back and listen to the audio. But as of right now, I think we're good. So we'll see. Hopefully we figured it all out. Uh, all right, Marzia, who's in a better situation going into the summer, Boston or Milwaukee? Um, I think it's Milwaukee. I just, and, and I talked about this a little bit yesterday. I did a Twitter spaces where I was just kind of talking about the, you know, where would you rather be? Whose roster would you rather have, et cetera. To me, it, so much of it, honestly, like comes down to, okay, if it's close, if they both have good rosters that are kind of, you know, there, there's old players on them that you might have to move and there's guys that you kind of want to move away from and stuff. The tie goes to the team that has Giannis and the team that has the star that no matter what's going on around that star, he will keep you at least good. And I, Tatum or Brown are not that, you know, those guys are really good players, but they're not alone like that that good um with Tatum and Brown is it a for sure that you can win with those two as your main pieces no is it a for sure that you can win with Giannis as your main piece yes it's happened you know we know that that can happen so to me a lot of it comes down to that and I just think um you know the Bucks are probably going to bring back Chris and Brooke they're probably going to have Drew back they're going to have Giannis like they're still going to be a very very good team and you hopefully that the coaching stuff really solves a lot of these issues. Whereas I don't know, to me, the Celtics have more on the court player, player type issues than the Bucs do. Not that the Bucs have none, but I don't know. I just, if the Celtics ran it back and the Bucs ran it back with, with different coaches, I would believe in the Bucs more than I would the Celtics just because I'm like, okay, I think, you know, this Bucs team is really good. They just needed the coaching. Whereas the Celtics, it's like, are Tatum and Brown able to get you to a title? I don't. I don't really know. You know, I, there's just more question marks. Marcus Smart's looked much worse this year. Al Horford started to look a lot worse. Um, Derek White hasn't been as good as he was. There's just guys that have regressed from last year. So, I that's where I'm at. And you're gonna have to pay Tatum and Brown so much money going forward that you're gonna kind of lose the depth and the, the the ability to have all these good role players. Well, at that point, you're Tatum Brown. You have Tatum Brown and then not many great role players outside of that if 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 it ends up being like that. Okay, are you gonna really win anything like that? Probably not. What they you know, the reason they're they've been so good is because they have so much depth, so many good players behind those guys, because again, like yeah, you know, Tatum and Brown alone are not that good that they just can carry you, carry you, carry you. It's like they have you know, they kind of beat you by by having a, a ton of guys behind them. Whereas again, I think a team like the Bucks like even if they and they, they're going to have them. But even if they didn't have that many great role players, I, I just trust that, like, okay, Giannis can get you at least to a certain point and, and really help you compete compared to guys like Tatum and Brown. That's just how I feel. I'm pretty sure I jinxed us because now Marzian, all of a sudden, when he started flinging his arms, now is cutting in and out with his audio. But we were doing so good to this point. We really were doing really good. And so I'll tell you what I think, and maybe that issue with Marzian's microphone will clear up. This is the thing. And I, I, I really want you all to just sit back and think about this. You are, what, the oldest NBA team last year or among the oldest NBA teams last year? It was not pretty. It was not pretty. Very old. 
So you have to make a decision. Yes, you're getting a new coach in here. Now, in that interview process, is it, hey, Nick Nurse, we're bringing all these dudes back. We already made up our mind. We're going to go in the repeater tax. These guys are all coming back. How are you going to play them? Or is it, hey, Nick Nurse, I can't have everybody back. If we put this combination out there, what do we do? If I put this combination out there, what do I do? That conversation, I think, has to be had with whoever the coach is coming in. They have to have an idea of, is Milton coming back, and am I going to have him, and if so, for how long? Like, five-year deal, three-year deal? What are y'all thinking this is going to be? Because Giannis has a two-year extension. He's not going to sign, right? He's going to play this all the way out like he always does. Uh, So you know you have Giannis for two years. Brooke Lopez gave him a two-year deal. It's a plan. I signed a five-year deal, and then in two years, this whole thing is blown up possibly, and and then the rebuild begins? Uh, Or which way are we going? Boston, I don't know if you're having a rebuild conversation necessarily, but Jalen Brown sucks uh, in this series. He's horrible. Uh, Jason Tatum ain't much better. And as Marzion has said, during this coaching search, time and time again, I don't care about the regular season. I don't care how many wins you have. This is about can you win playoff series and win a championship, right? That's what you've always said. Yes. So if you're the Celtics, and I'm looking at my star players, and last year I watched Tatum not come through and they needed him, and now this year you're in the conference finals and neither one of them ain't playing well, that's got to be a conversation piece of, okay, do I side and trade Jalen Brown? And see if I can find another star player coming from somewhere else. Is it Jalen Brown for Lillard? And then I try and make a run with Lillard and Tatum kind of going forward. Is is that the play? Nobody's talking about it, but that would make sense to me. Portland gets a star player to build around. Plus they get the number of what? Three pick or whatever it is. So they get another uh, player to go along with Jalen Brown uh, going forward in Portland. Jalen Brown gets paid a ton of money. Lillard gets to come to an easier conference in the East. Uh, and play with a superstar, which he has not had. Well, maybe not superstar, star, whatever you want to call Tatum. Uh, and gets uh, to start over. Tatum gets a new uh, new uh, lease on life as well. Then it's, okay, Missoula, you just gave a brand new contract to. You paid him already. So are you going to eat that whole contract and move on from him? Or are you going to bring him back? I think the easiest way for Boston to do this is, you tell Missoula, you're our coach, and we're going to get rid of Jalen Brown, and we're going to give you a little bit of a honeymoon period to get these guys together moving forward. That's my guess as to how this plays for Boston, especially if they end up getting swept in this series. For the Bucs, I think, like Nathan said, I think it's probably a lot more likely that they run the whole damn thing back again with all these old dudes, and they try it again. And then they have to make a decision how long are they going to continue to run it back based on how long of a deal Milton gets and how long of a deal Brooke Lopez gets. And if you think they're too old, and if you think Milton can't stay healthy, then this run may be over. And th- this whole thing, this roster may change this summer uh, and all of us will be hurt and devastated. I know Marziad will be hurt and devastated. You think about it. If, if Milton opts out and the Bucks go, we're good. Good luck to you. You know, we'll do a sign and trade. That would be the best scenario for the Bucks if you could sign and trade Middleton uh, and, and get a player back like Lillard or something like that. How how is that how is that the best case scenario? We because don't you don't want Milton Chris. to leave in free agency and get nothing. Yeah, yeah, no, the if best Milton's case scenario going is, to leave a sign and trade is the best option. Okay, okay. But the best case scenario period is probably barring some someone, you know, actually being willing to make a trade that makes us better, which I, I there aren't many out there. The best case scenario is we keep Chris. Yes. We and Chris Brooke, is good and he's yeah. he's healthy and everything. Yes. Um, Great. But I do I I like that you brought up the 
you know, the inconsistencies of Tatum and Brown and how you said, you know, can you trust those guys in the playoffs? You're not 100% sure. You know, they have their moments. They're, they're really good sometimes. They're not as good other times. It's hard to predict. That's something that with the Bucks, at least like our, our really, you know, our bad playoff guy is Drew. At least you know and you can tell that he's going to be bad and you can plan for that because you know, like, okay, he's going to put so much effort into defense. His offense probably isn't going to be very good. Right. So you, you can go into the playoffs knowing that. You know Giannis is going to be good, and I know Chris isn't 100% consistent, but he's a he's over the course of any playoff stretch he's ever had, look it up. He's going to end up averaging about 20-something a game. He's going to average about, I don't know, 48% from the field. He's going to put up pretty good numbers. So, you know, game to game, there will be times he has bad games and stuff, but overall you know what Chris is giving you in the playoffs, you know what Giannis is giving you in the playoffs, and you know what Drew's giving you in the playoffs. So that helps a lot to know that and not be like, okay, well, we're going to go into this playoff series and, you know, Jalen Brown might be the best player on the court and or he might be a guy that shoots 30% from the field. And it's like, same with Tatum. You know, is Tatum going to be a, a superstar game seven where he's putting up 50 or is he going to be game six Tatum against this, the the Sixers where he was five of 20? And it's like, you just don't know. Um, So that's a very key thing too. And and it goes back to my original point, which was like, it just helps that the Bucks have Giannis and the Bucks have this core that you know at least can get you there and you know can win this compared to Boston where you're like, you have questions about can this duo, can this these top guys get you there and win and win you a title? You, you don't know. Whereas it's just nicer to be in Milwaukee's position and you know having a better sense of of at least the the ceiling and where these guys can take you. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Nathan Marzian, another fun episode of Green and Growing. Follow Nathan on Twitter at Nathan Marzian. You can follow me uh, at Sparky Radio. Uh, coming up, our second episode this week uh, will feature Bart Winkler. Uh, why? I, you know, I'm just going to tell you all what's going on. I don't really care. Getting my first colonoscopy, baby. Yeah, that's right. Don't be jealous, Nathan Marzian, because you're so young. Uh, we're getting. I'm getting it done on Friday, but based on I take that yucky liquid that apparently you have to take. Uh, that starts Thursday night when we would normally record this podcast. So we're going to record it uh, on probably Wednesday afternoon. And Bart Winkler, uh, formerly of the morning show on twelve fifty AM, the fan, and now does fill in work. Actually, right now while we're recording, he's filling in for Zach Gelb on CBS Sports Radio, hosting that show. So he does a lot of CBS Sports Radio right now, plus the Bart Winkler Show podcast. So him and I will do the Greeting Growing podcast, uh, and we'll uh, put that out on Thursday for everybody to check out and listen to. Uh, so Nathan Marsden, I'm not going to talk to you. So what do you got going on Memorial Day weekend? Anything fun? Actually, my birthday on Saturday. Oh, that's right. We both had the same birthday. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. It's yes. your birthday, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I so. forgot all about it. Yes, we share a birthday. I forgot. So for my birthday, I'll go first. I'm going to my buddy Jake's house, who's having a birthday party for his now-to-be one-year-old uh, little girl. So that's we're, I'm going over there, and we're doing that, and that's my birthday uh, little nice. celebration. I'm going to share it with her. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm just going to be, I don't, my weekend's going to be pretty much the same as most of mine where it's like, yeah, I'm going to get together with my friends and I'll do some stuff with my family too, but like get together with friends and go out and have fun and just enjoy the weekend. Yeah, that's good, man. And hopefully we'll have decent weather and it won't be rainy and crappy out and everything will be good. And one last thing on the way out, because I did NBA talk on the Curtin Long podcast I recorded earlier today with Ryan Horvath. So a little NFL talk on the way out. I have a question for Nathan Marzian. It was announced earlier today. The Green Bay Packers will host the 2025 NFL Draft. Will you go, Nathan Marzian, with you and your and your friends? Will you all car ride up there and go hang out? 
Maybe. I can't give a definite yes or no. But I, well, it's 2025. I would, it's two years away. So, yeah. I would lean yes as far as just – I think it'll end up being something that, like, yeah, we'll, we'll end up just going down there for the weekend. And um, I know some of my friends were already talking about, like, we should – do our fantasy draft in yes. Green Bay right at, right after the draft because yes. we just want to see where the guys go. We have a dynasty league, and yep. it's like you want to see where the rookies go and then do your draft after right. that. So we we might do something like that. I think I'm going to go. I think I'll be there. I, I, one way or the other, I got to figure out how to get there. But I think I think we'll be there uh, as well. Probably take the 16 year old and uh, go and see what all happens. There he is, Nathan Marzion. Thank you so much, my friend. Have a good one. You too. Toodles.